0: Today we've got a crazy malicious compliance story of someone trying to cut hours when you are already guaranteed to get paid for a certain amount of hours anyways. We'll get into that in a bit but first, empty everything from my bag? You got it! I work in a transportation facility, which requires me to go through a security checkpoint that inspects bags and such, and you have to go through a metal detector. They require us to remove any electronics or wires from our bags. Since I'm a technician, I carry a laptop and network cables in my bag, plus some small hand tools. I was told I can leave the hand tools in the bag but the wires and electronics have to be taken out. Fine, so I've been doing this for months. Until yesterday. I go through as usual, unpacking my bag of the required items and putting them in the bin and send it through. I send my bag afterwards. X-ray says nothing so I start reloading my bag. This is when X-Ray stops talking to her co-worker friends and realizes she has to work. They start going through my bag, pulling out everything I just put back in, telling me, this is supposed to come out and go in a bin. I did. You weren't paying attention. X-Ray then proceeds to tell me, anything metal has to come out. Everything has to come out. Fine. Today rolls around and the same person is running X-Ray. So I take all of my usual stuff out of my bag and put it in a bin. Then I start removing everything from my bag. Tissue pack? Check. Quick wipes? Check. Pens? Check. Candy wrapper from three days ago? Check. You get the point. Every single item I pulled from my bag. Meanwhile, x-ray is getting testy and a line is forming behind me. X-ray tells me I'm holding up the line. Sorry, you said everything. After my bins and empty bag go through the x-ray and come out, I began to repack everything while watching the line behind me. A guy is now doing the same thing I just did, pulling everything from his bag. You did tell that guy everything. I don't want to get in trouble. The next guy behind him started doing it as well. As I set my bag on the floor and began to walk away, I turned to X-Ray and said, you did say everything. Have a nice day and left. I think I might go back through after lunch clarification, this is a security checkpoint for employees of this transportation facility. It's a private security company and not any government transportation security, though most of them act like they work for the government. You gotta love not only just bad security theater, but private security theater who feels they have even more capability of requesting ridiculous things. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you enjoy awesome stories of malicious compliance, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is Refuse to Help? Let's play a little game. Back around 1987, I was a courier on the afternoon shift, 11.30am to 8.30pm. Dispatch cut off the calls at 6pm, and after a 5-minute grace period, you could clear and go home at 6.05pm and get paid to 8.30pm. My route had a highway down the middle, and the roads I covered on both sides had a lot of businesses. Those roads were busy with a 40 kilometer an hour, 25 miles per hour, speed limit, and lots of lights. My route got very busy, and I would often be at one end of the area and get calls at the last minute for the opposite end. The only way to make it work was to use the highway often and speed. Next to my area was another courier we'll call Richard, Richard for short, Richard would finish early and wait on the on-ramp of the highway at 5.50pm daily, waiting to clear and go home early. As I got too busy, I got on the radio and asked Richard to help with 2-4 to four calls and guess what? He refused. I went to my manager, requesting they help with my workload. Management informed me that there was no one that could help and I had to suck it up. When I informed him that Richard was right there and had quite a bit of free time, he still said it was my route and my problem i am pissed at this point and figure screw it i definitely will figure it out one of the key items at work was that the nightly line haul truck must leave on time at 8:30 pm sharp or management hears from head office the very next day i start my route and i do not use the highway and stick to the speed limit religiously i roll in the first day at 9 pm on overtime with the managers calling me every 5 minutes for an eta I have three managers waiting for me to explain and simply told them it was busy and went home. Next day, same results, so I keep this up for a week. After a full week of my tardiness, management is under pressure and they come to me to do better. I point out that there's a speed limit and maybe Richard could help. They tell me that I should pick up the pace, speed, and at that point I said, no problem, put that in writing. They walked away deflated, hoping I would be back earlier. Nope. I did this another week much to the utter dismay of the managers. At the end of the second week, the managers meet me again at the dock with a notable smugness about them. They then informed me that as a group they have come up with a solution. I listened as they explained how they did a route analysis and have determined that Richard should get about 25% of my area to help out. The beauty was that I retained the best area and Richard got all the crappy calls. Monday rolls around and they informed Richard of his new route and he is pissed and vocal about it. The line haul truck was on time the rest of the week and Richard worked to 8.30 nightly. The new route was great and enjoyed to reduce stress. Richard lasted about another two months then quit. Lesson is, don't be a Richard. I just think in a line of work like this where you are always expected to be on your game with your deliveries and is such an essential service you know people are always going to be expecting their deliveries there's really no room for people who like to slack or try to be lazy to survive in an environment like that at some point you're either going to be caught or you're going to be phased out because you're just not efficient also it's pretty disgusting that they heavily pressured op to speed in order to do their job incredibly smart for them to go the cover your butt route and say okay put that in writing i'm not going to be the one in trouble for it our next story is casting about for a file background info when making custom widgets we typically need casts plaster or some such of the end user's anatomy to make the widgets fit better the story a call comes in from a customer I say, Good morning, Widgets International, this is Squid. Customer Karen says, Hi, this is Karen from Rocky Mountain Widgets. We placed an order for custom widgets with you two months ago, but our customers decided to go with a different manufacturer. Can you send the end user's casts back to us? I said, I'm sorry, typically we only keep casts for about a week, but, Karen interrupting, That won't work, can you check to see if you still have them? If she let me finish instead of interrupting, I would have told her that we CAN email the electronic scan of the cast to her, but fine. I'm easy. I say absolutely. May I have the serial numbers of the end user's widgets, please? Karen says Valgene24601 and Valgene9430. I say it's going to take me a moment to check. May I put you on hold? one size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. She says, "Fine, but please hurry. I'm in a rush." I say, "Certainly. Hold, please." I put the customer on hold and shoot a quick text over to my friend Javert in our custom widgets lab. I say, hey, Javert, do we still have the cast for widget so and so? Javert is usually pretty busy, so he doesn't reply immediately. I go and make a cup of tea. After five minutes or so, Javert gets back to me. Hi, Squid, these casts are from two months ago? I said, yep. He says, sorry, Squid, we dispose of casts a week after we scan them. I said, oh, I know, I'm just humoring a customer. Can you send me the files for these? They say, lol, sure thing. Javert emails me the files and I get back on the phone with the customer. I say thank you for holding. I'm sorry, we disposed of those casts a week after we scanned them. But? She says but? But I can email you those scans if it would be helpful. She said oh? Oh, that'd be great. We can send those files to the other manufacturer. Thank you. I take her email address and send her the files. She says got them. Thanks for all your help. I say you're welcome. Have a good day. Click. It definitely pays to be a little patient and hear somebody out when they're saying, but, but at the same time, I can also understand if she felt very pressured. If time was of the essence for her, I don't blame her too much for panicking or freaking out or being quick to reply. This next story is, boss said, if they disagree, they should just leave. I left instead. I was a 20 plus employee for an organization with religious ties in leadership and the key point person for a lot of things, and pretty good at what I did. There were parts of the organization's religious group's identity that I didn't personally identify with, but felt as though I was making a difference there, generally enjoyed the work, and knew plenty of other like-minded, read what the org would've called liberal employees there, so I was content. In my state, this organization's religious ties make them exempt from several laws. Most relevant to the story, they are legally allowed to make hiring decisions based on or considering sexuality or sexual identity. While the organization had many constituents who were a part of the LGBTQIA community and supported those constituents, they did not openly hire members of that community. For years, I felt like a part of my reason for being there was to be a support to those members of the LBGTQIA community who were constituents in what was not always a positive environment for them. I had an employee who was an outstanding performer. Really she was my best employee, if I'm being honest. She was a standard setter in every way, an absolute peak performer. I had no plans to leave, but if I had plans to leave? I would have recommended her as a successor immediately. The work she did was important and widespread. It impacted every constituent in the org in one way or another. She was closeted when hired and through a series of life events came out after several years working for me. I was actually surprised at the community response. There were some skeptical folks and people who did the common religious, praying for you thing, but many people were supportive of her. We lived in that bubble for a couple of years and then I took a plan to the supervisor of my direct supervisor, she made the salary entitled decisions to promote this employee for her exemplary work. The conversation started off poorly and ended with, do we really want to encourage her to stay here? And she knew the type of environment she was working in when she took the job, if she disagrees now she should leave i knew in that moment that boss's boss was inadvertently speaking to me i don't agree i should leave i started the job hunt with one main criteria find a place that was openly affirming with work that i was eager to learn and took the job it ended up being an incredible fit for me i love the work love the people and surprise Members of the LBGTQIA community can both work here and be promoted. I also ended up with a 20% pay increase during my first year, which was wild. While my departure certainly didn't ruin anyone's life, everyone was pretty surprised with my departure. I definitely got my share of panicked, how did you complete this task, or what was this procedure, calls, and they haven't been able to fill the role since. Anyway, cheers to finding a workplace that's in alignment with your soul. I'm just glad OP also clarified after the story that the employee that was also such a killer, awesome employee, they also got out of there and ended up working for OP's best friend apparently. Almost in a way, without having that nugget of information, it almost felt like OP was bailing on those kinds of people who honestly didn't have many people that were willing to stand up for them. Our next story is, Karen cuts the weekend hours and then gets malicious compliance with the boss. Karen, my previous post was partially about her as well, was a manager of all the small departments like reception, security, stores, company records, IT, etc. What I know about Karen is this. She left school at 15 or 16, worked in a supermarket, got a job at our firm as a front desk receptionist for about two years. Before being promoted to the manager's role of small departments, she has some sort of relationship with one of the company's directors. Unsure what the relationship is, and some speculate uncle or good family friend. She was manager for four years in that role. Our company worksite has about 300 workers, 80 support staff, Karen is in charge, some technical departments, and management. Karen, who is quite young and not very educated, runs the second biggest apartment. Lots of small departments. I was the union delegate and one Friday about 4pm, a bunch of staff come to me and tell me Karen is cutting weekend hours for the support staff in a money-saving bid. I tell them not to worry as they're all contracted to work 8 hours and the firm must pay you anyway. Come the weekend and chaos reigns. Support staff are only working 4 hours as instructed and production grinds to a slow pace without the support staff. Monday morning at 9am the union rings the general manager to ensure that staff will be paid for 8 hours even though they were instructed to work 4 hours only. Apparently the general manager was also inundated with complaints from the weekend managers about lack of support staff causing production delays. Karen gets yelled at big time by the general manager. Karen, however, called her company director friend who informs Karen by being yelled at that breached the firm's work safety rules. Karen lodges a complaint with HR. Karen is put on six weeks paid leave and the manager gets a warning. All the staff who worked four hours got paid eight hours. Does anybody else think that considering everything that went down here and how awful Karen is at her job, she actually got a pretty nice deal. She got a vacation. A really nice vacation. Six weeks paid leave? That's not a punishment. That's a gift. People would kill for six weeks of paid leave. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another awesome malicious compliance story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.